You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Regulators! Mount up! It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the E so I could get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Welcome into this special game day edition of the Locked on Browns podcast. My name is Jared Mueller. I am your host today. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. That's J A R E D K M U E L L E R. And then for today's game, uh, like I always do, I will actually be in control of the Orange and Brown Report, a part of the Scout Media Network. Uh, I'll be a part in charge of their uh, Twitter account, so you can uh, see kind of my game uh, analysis there at the OBR, and that's simple, at the OBR. So thank you for stopping in this Locked on Browns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We're the fastest growing podcast network in the nation. And so today, uh, kind of really just two goals. One is to uh, preview the Browns Cowboys that's about to kick off in a couple hours. And the other is to kind of give a mid-season report card. And so we'll start there. Um, those of you who listened to me kind of over the last month or so, just kind of have an idea of where I where I stand with the Browns and what I'm looking at, looking for uh, and looking at. And so uh, when we kind of do that mid-season report card, we first have to start with the fact that the Browns are 0-8. There's nothing about that good. Even though you think about them uh, tanking, uh, which is really just a, an awkward term in the NFL, an 0-8 record, there's just nothing positive about that. They've lost every game that they've played. Of those games, I think it's fair to say they were in six of them. I think week one against the Eagles, not so much. And then obviously week five against the Patriots with Tom Brady returning, not even close to into that game. And so... Uh, I think if we're really honest, the Browns have played well or good enough to possibly win games six out of their eight games. Not any more than that. Evaluation of the team. The team at this point, halfway through the season, has showed that Hugh Jackson and his offensive uh, genius, if you would, um, can make a lot of good things happen. Early in the season, the run game was very, very good, including uh, at one point being the number one overall rushing team in the league, and then obviously since then have kind of been surpassed. But then uh, Jackson has been able to make something out of the Cody Kesslers of the world, the Josh McCowns of the world, uh, players who many of us thought were very, very limited and would cause a lot of problems for the offense. He's also been able to make something while the offensive line loses Joel Batonio, a stud left guard, uh, struggles with Cameron Irving doing anything in pass protection, and then has to rotate John Greco, Alvin Bailey, uh, Sean Coleman has played a little bit, Spencer Drango. So even with an offensive line that has struggled, Hugh Jackson's offense has looked good, sometimes great, but again, not complete. This week we'll get Corey Coleman back. We'll be able to see kind of what he adds to the team, taking some pressure off of Terrell Pryor. Um, and so we should see what that looks like since it's, it was only a hand that was broken, um, not some other type of soft tissue issue or knee injury or any of those kind of things. He should be able to return pretty quickly to form. Um, you never kind of are in game shape unless you're playing games, but the return of Corey Coleman should be kind of a boost for the team. But offensively, we've seen a lot of good. We've seen an incomplete uh, roster at some level, 
especially starting with Cameron Irving struggling at the center position uh, and Austin Pastor, who uh, struggles also against in pass protection. But yet over the last few weeks, the Browns have been able to throw the ball very well. He was stuck with the, the pass game as the run game has struggled as teams have gotten tape on Isaiah Crowell, uh, Duke Johnson, and what the Browns want to do. He's had to rely on the, the pass game. And so even with two blockers, Cameron Irving and Austin Pastor, who struggle uh, in the pass game, and Joel Batonio being out, they've still been able to kind of cobble together a very good passing offense. So on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's fair to give them a B-. minus. They're not complete. They're not there yet. The run game is good some games, uh, especially early in the season where the pass game was struggling. And now the pass game has been good while the run game is struggling. But given what we expected from the Browns, without Batonio, without Josh Gordon, um, with injuries and all kinds of problems, uh, with six different quarterbacks taking snaps, the Browns have looked functional on offense more than we've really seen in years. So a B- minus is a fair grade. Turning over to the defensive side of the ball, on the positives, we've seen uh, flashes of some very, very talented play, whether that's from Emmanuel Ogba and Carl Nassib and Danny Shelton kind of on the front seven, uh, or whether that's Christian Kirksey, who has looked really, really good as an inside linebacker. Um, really, we've seen some flashes for some of those young players. On the other hand, the defensive secondary has been terrible. And the team has struggled both stopping the run and the pass. And so while we've seen flashes on that side of the ball, the side of the ball that was supposed to be built up by Ray Farmer and Mike Pettin is not there. So the only real talent left over was Shelton and Kirksey. Joe Hayden has struggled as a veteran. Many believe he will be traded or cut after this season, but it's possible that he uh, sticks around as a very good number two, low-level, number one kind of corner. But on the defensive side of the ball, they've been getting gashed, whether that's the long passes or the long runs. They can't get off the field defensively. Some of the players that they've added just aren't really making an impact the way they maybe hoped they would. And so the Browns have struggled defensively to the point that it's fair to say that they are the worst defense in the NFL, currently on pace to set some records for giving up the most yards in a season. So at this point, the flashes from the young guys just aren't enough to give them anything better than a D grade. But it's a D grade in a season that at some level is lost. 0-8 already, looking at 0-9 coming in with the Dallas Cowboys coming into town uh, today. So overall, we have a B- for the Browns offense, a D for the Browns defense. Special teams has been hit or miss, uh, pretty clearly a C, C- kind of grade. Uh, haven't really returned many kicks uh, anything of any type of significance that we're used to with the Josh Cribs and Travis Benjamins of the world. and But they haven't been overly uh, terrible uh, in coverage, something that they've struggled with for years now. So, uh, you know, a solid C, C- kind of grade there. So overall, when you look at the talent on the field and the play so far for the Browns, I think it's okay to say they've been a C average level team. Given the expectation, given the youth, all of the things that go with it, I think a C, C minus is, is a fair grade. For those who only look at records, a C minus or a C is, is unacceptable. The grade would be an F. For those of you who look at the glass as half full or more, kind of like I do, uh, a B minus might even be a grade you're willing to give just because of the youth uh, that has been developing as well as the offense, which has made a lot out of a little. So going into 
uh, week nine today. The Browns solidly have a C grade from me. Is that too high? Or am I too critical based on a terrible defense and an 0-8 record? Let me know on Twitter. Again, you can get a hold of me at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. So after giving the Browns a C, C minus grade, uh, it's a good time to preview the Browns week nine game with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys uh, come in really as a as a hot team, a team that um, that everybody's excited about. They brought in Zeke Elliott, uh, the Ohio State star, and drafting him number four overall. Now looks like a a good plan. They're six and one, um, and with Elliott running for almost 800 yards, five touchdowns. Dak Prescott with nine touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, they're they're seen by ESPN as a 70% chance of winning the game. Great, right? Again, that makes sense. They're six and one. The Browns are 0 and eight. So what do the Browns do to stop the Dallas Cowboys? Do they load up the box? Do they try to put themselves in a position to be beat deep by Des Bryant, Jason Witten, Cole Beasley, whoever else? on the Cowboys passing game and force Dak Prescott to beat them. I think it's very possible you see that that attempt from the Browns. The problem is, as many other teams have tried to do that to the Cowboys and just were unable to do so, obviously, as we see with Zeke Elliott's yardage and touchdowns. So what do the Browns do? How can the Browns uh, make an impact? What we know today is that Jamie Collins will make his Browns debut. And um, in a little bit of a twist, will be starting as an outside linebacker. So instead of replacing Demario Davis, he'll be replacing Joe Schobert, Cam Johnson kind of players on the outside. So you're looking at Collins, Ogba on the outside, Kirksey and Davis in the middle. And so it gives Ray Horton a lot of creativity. Uh, Collins can uh, definitely play in pass coverage, as can Kirksey. Uh, but Collins and Ogba, along with a little bit of Kirksey, can blitz while Davis is really big role is actually playing uh, the run and kind of being that thumper up the middle, something that they'll they'll desperately need against the Dallas Cowboys. So will we see the Browns in their, their kind of their base nickel package a lot, which will include Ogba with his hand down um, and Kirksey and Collins uh, kind of in the linebacking core, or will we see them kind of stay in their base a little bit longer to try to uh, impact the Cowboys running game? I think that's going to be a huge kind of deciding factor uh, along with what, what has Collins picked up, you know? And so how do you pick up a defense that the Browns have been installing all year long since training camp in one week's time? I think that'll be difficult, but Collins is such a talented player. The Browns can't keep him off the field. And so um, on the defensive side of the ball, I think the only real option they have is to sell out against the run on early downs and hope that they can force Dak Prescott to beat them. Prescott has looked fine during his time, but a lot of that is because of that great offensive line and that run game. Can the Browns do something different than other teams have not been able to do? With Danny Shelton and Jamie Meter, kind of the beef up front, uh, and then you have Agba and Nasib, uh, those guys rushing the passer along with Collins, uh, and maybe a little Tyrone Holmes. Can the Browns be so, do something that other teams have not been able to do? It's unlikely. Again, when you look at just plain records and look at stats, the Browns have been terrible against both the run and the pass. And the Cowboys have really owned games because of their running game. Now, when we look at the teams that they've beat, you're not looking at a, kind of, a lot of Goliaths. 
the Bears, uh, San Francisco, Washington, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Philadelphia. Again, there are some good teams in there. The Packers are one of those teams. Washington is seen as a decent team. The Bengals are decent, not very good. And the Eagles, really, they're starting to get tape on their rookie quarterback, and so that's starting to change things for them. And so while the Cowboys are 6-1, and one, I don't think it's impossible to believe that the Browns uh, could make it competitive by stopping the run and forcing Dak Prescott to pass. That could be a big boon for Des Bryant owners, as well as Jason Witten owners um, in fantasy football, but could be the Browns' best way of doing something against the Cowboys' offense. Joe Hayden likes to get physical while he's struggled this year uh, overall and over the last couple of years. Playing a physical receiver like Des Bryant is really what he gets up for and, and can be a game that he can show for a little bit more than he has in the past. It's the quick-footed uh, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham types that tend to give him even more trouble. And so uh, maybe we see a Joe Hayden resurgence game while the Browns kind of load up the box to stop uh, the run, something no team has really been able to do for the Cowboys. And then offense, the Cowboys defense is supposed to be bad, right? That's something we just were told all offseason – and they're the only team in the NFL that have not given up a 100-yard rusher or a 100-yard receiver. So today, can Isaiah Crowell break that streak? Can Terrell Pryor? Can Corey Coleman come back from his hand injury and pick up where he left off in the Baltimore game and those uh, two touchdowns and just the excitement of who Corey Coleman is? Has Hugh Jackson had some time to kind of develop a game plan around Pryor and Coleman that allowed Gary Barnage to get open? I think today will be a very interesting game for the Browns offense. Can they start to chip away now that they are as close to full speed as they can be with an offensive line that struggles, especially in pass protection? That'll be key. Kessler is healthy. McCown is healthy. So they're not going to need Joe Callahan or uh, Kevin Hogan, which also probably means we might see Terrell Pryor back in uh, as that Wildcat kind of quarterbacks, uh, as long as his growing has continued to heal as we had expected and we've heard it has been. So on offense, I expect the Browns uh, to try to get back to their running game. It's a way to keep the Dallas offense off the field, but Hugh Jackson has to get creative with it. That doesn't mean he has to throw uh, trick plays in there, but uh, teams have seemed to load up on his run plays um, and kind of know where they're coming. But on the pass plays, he's been able to really um, make a move, make some changes, make some adjustments. They need to see if they can do that again in the run game, which is where their two struggling offensive linemen, Irving and Pastor, actually play pretty well. The problem is, is when the Cowboys will know it's coming, there's not a lot the Browns can do at this point in time unless Kessler checks out of that play. So going into week nine against the Dallas Cowboys, I think it's fair to give the Browns more than a 30% chance of winning at home today. The influx of Collins, both from a talent perspective as well as kind of a confidence perspective, could be huge. The return of Corey Coleman can kind of light a fire for the offense and maybe even special teams to the point that the Browns could uh, put Dak Prescott in a position where he has to win the game instead of Ezekiel Elliott. If they can do that, this game could be the Browns' first victory, and they could start to uh, chip away at what the Cowboys think they've become. On the other hand, it's pretty much expected the Browns are going to lose, and that's okay. I think the, the fact that we can look at ways the Browns can be competitive in a season with a ton of young guys really contributing is as much as we can expect, especially against a team that's 6-1 and one 
with a dominant offensive line, a dominant run game, and a defense that hasn't given up a 100-yard rusher or pass catcher all season long. The fact that I can look for reasons for hope is the best that we can expect this week. Do they pull off a victory? Probably not. But the Browns are developing a future and a C grade from me so far this season. Again, get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. And today, follow me at The OBR. That's The OBR for the Orange and Brown Report. We're a part of Scout Media. That's where I'll be covering every all the live action from the game today. And so uh, get a hold of me there. Give me your thoughts uh, as we prepare for Week 9 against the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks for stopping by, and go Browns.